delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Anuj. Hi Sheba, how are you? I'm doing very well. Welcome to Soul Brews with Sheba on Coffee and Soul. I'm so delighted to have you here with me. It's been a while since we've had a chat. Thank you so much. Likewise, I'm delighted to be here with you and what an amazing opportunity. Thank Lovely. you. Lovely and uh, thank you so much for making the time. It's a cold, grey day in Delhi, but always coffee and soul conversations, soul brews kind of make it happen for me. So I'm really happy to be to, to selfishly to be having this conversation with you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It's a sort of murky day in Bangalore, but uh, yeah, little sun, little sun pouring through, so it's okay. It's all right. Bangalore doesn't get very cold, so yes. but a cup of tea or coffee is always welcome. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Are you carrying your coffee with you? Yes, I am. So I'm just going to pour myself mine and to life, Anuj. Absolutely. Likewise, yeah. to life. Thank life, you. living, reflection. Cheers. Great to see you, Anuj. I'm going to ask you to um, to hold this cup of coffee in between your palms, if you may, and if you can just sit back. And uh, breathe. Just feel the warmth and see what it opens up for you. And whenever you're ready, you can share with us. It's it's awesome to feel the warmth. It's it's a sort of tingling feeling in my fingers as well. Yes. Um, I, I get a sense of you know aliveness. I think what mm. what coffee always does, or a cup of coffee always does, is it's sort of and I, and I try to do it, you know, I, if I have a cup of tea or coffee at least two or three times in a day, I uh, try to do, uh, and I think what's happened in this case is that it just brings you into the moment right there. So you feel that aliveness, you get centered. There may be lots of stuff happening before and after, yes. but that moment you are there, right? You're just present there and that's that's just perfect. Yeah, I, exactly. I love my coffee for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Anuj. So I know that you were on a on a sabbatical this year. You, you shared that with me. How has that been? It's an interesting year to take a sabbatical as well. Yeah, uh, actually, um, it's it's just started off, and it's it's not too long. It's going to be three months. I have uh, just sort of entered, and it's my first month of that sabbatical, and it's amazing. Um, you know, you're you're on the treadmill sort of, or on the trot for the last uh, for me 21 years. Um, and when I crossed sort of my milestone of 20 years, is when I felt that you know, when I get a chance soon enough, uh, as soon as I can, I would like to take a pause, and uh, sort of it uh, materialized right now. And uh, yeah, everyone's been very helpful and supportive in uh, making this happen. And uh, for me, it's uh, it's been a you know, um, I've, I've always wanted to sort of pause and reflect. In fact, I set up a session with my team called Reflections. We used to do it once in uh, two weeks. This, uh, this is your team in Pepsi? In, in, in my in team Pepsi. in Pepsi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with them, I used to do this session every two weeks or three weeks uh, on Fridays afternoon, uh, just a half an hour session mm. on Reflections. And I think for me, this is a bit of a Reflections pause in my career. And yeah, uh, yeah and... And I think the first uh, few weeks have been amazing. We've spent some time with the family. Yeah. I went on a bit of a road trip. Mm. And it was an amazing time with, with my wife, Pooja, and uh, our kids. 
And, you're, you're your two twin girls, right? Yes, Anusha <laughs> and Ananya. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it and it was you know after this COVID nine months cooped up in the house, uh, it was very, it was so much freedom, a sense of freedom to you know just get out, and uh, you want to still be safe, but uh, a road trip seemed to be the best option. So we just got out there. Uh, luckily, he's got some time on an organic farm, so you could be in nature, and that's yes. the most amazing way to sort of, you know, open up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I, I couldn't have asked for more. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> the feeling is amazing. I can see it on your face, Anush. That's that's great. It's great to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Anush, tell me a little bit about your. I mean, I know some, but what's what's your journey been like? And if you can just play that out. For, for us and for people who are listening. Some, some of your big learnings, your defining moments. Sure, sure. So um, my journey, uh, Shiva, in, right from the beginning when I uh, started off with my, my career as a management trainee with PepsiCo, and it's been almost a little more than 21 years now. It's, uh, it's been, uh, I think, a lot of excitement, a lot of learning. It's taken me places in terms of uh, physically, you know, from... Uh, place like Lucknow, where I started off as a management trainee, traveled into, you know, parts of UP, mm-hmm. uh, did some time in uh, Mumbai a few years, uh, went down to Chennai for a stint, was in Bangalore uh, here back in 2004, five, and uh, did stints in various uh, places from a sales and uh, trade marketing perspective, then did some business unit uh, or India country stints in trade marketing, in, uh, I, I was looking after our Quaker business for a few years, and uh, then I was looking after Tamil Nadu for a, uh, as a unit manager. And then I got an opportunity to go into something completely new for me, which was a country GM role in Indonesia for about four and a half, five years. It took, uh, took me out of the country. How was that? How did that go? That was fantastic. So I think what is the common thread has been, and, and, and then I'm now in a, in a global role, uh, which sure. is a part of a GBS function, which we have global business services, which is, a, uh, you know, brought me back to India and Bangalore. Mm. So what I would say has been the common thread, and that's something that sort of, in a way, came to full sort of fusion in this Indonesia experience was that, you know, being able to take on something new. When I was, uh, let's say, mostly in sales, uh, Mm-hmm. And uh, in various parts of the country, moving to south of India, where and in sales, you need to sort of get to the language, get to the culture, sure. be able to connect with your teams. So to be able to adapt was one of the big things. And I, I think, you know, for somebody from um, mostly from the north, the family from the north and west, my wife from Mumbai, you know, Chennai was not the most natural places to go to sure. and enjoy and thrive. Right. But uh, we had a fabulous time because I think... Uh, both of us are of a mindset where we sort of, you know, uh, are willing to sort of roll up our sleeves, get to know the people, get mm. to know the culture, a little bit of a language. And and I think that being able to open up and learn mm. is something that, uh, you know, continues. Mm. So we changed from sales to marketing into Quaker. Mm. That was a, a, a very different uh, thing, you know, because I'd largely been on the sales side, then switching mm. gears to consumer, mm. uh, needed a different set of, uh, you know, uh, mm. muscles. Mm. And then going to a completely uh, strange country, you know, we've all for our tourism, et cetera, been to Thailand and Singapore, et cetera. But, and Indonesia, if one has ever been to, one would go to Bali, right? Correct. Most Correct. people don't even realize that Bali is part of Indonesia because it's such an island in itself. It's right, a, right. 
being to indonesia uh, which has many many cultural commonalities with india oh. incidentally uh, which we discovered after being there and then uh, being able to you know uh, again immerse ourselves uh, and i think one of the things that uh, as a learning uh, thing which i i really enjoyed was you know people you interact with practically on a daily basis like uh, you know of course your office team uh, but the driver and uh, the help at home right they become your teachers because they they sort of talk to you in their language but they're able to communicate with you a bit in your language so it's, so it's english which is the bridge language but then he after i you know went through the sort of uh, immersion on language training then the, my driver continued to be my guru correct and the correct. amazing thing is that there's so many words including the word guru mm. that indonesians understand because there are uh, you know the common uh, root language yes. a lot of the words are from uh, sanskrit from arabic origin right kursi maaf roti there's so many words which are the same yes it's fantastic how our world is you know connected at so many levels Absolutely. and i think that's what has been the sort of common learning for me in uh, finding that commonality finding that common thread between mm. people between cultures and yeah once you do that and once you're able to do that then the world is your playground really you you yeah. know you really enjoy anywhere you go <laughs> yeah yeah so is there is there uh, as you did this and 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 i know that you uh, you've always been a person who takes a step back pauses reflects and and family has played a very very large large part in your life i mean that's always been there from Absolutely. whatever i remember were there any shifts around there is there something that made that happen for you or has that been a proclivity for you always uh that you kind of decided that how I mean how did that how did that happen? yeah i think um, you know puja has always been an integral part of our you know we've always decided things together uh, right. in the career journey she's been uh, luckily uh, involved in more of an hr and a consulting kind of a team yeah. You know, yeah. working with a small firm which gave her the flexibility to move around you know so she was used to doing remote work from home for a long long time before sure. she found right so right so she was able to do uh, back office uh, kind of you know work to prepare uh, work and sometimes of course get out out there to meet clients and therefore that flexibility that she brought to us as a unit mm. really enabled us to move to these various places so that i think is a bit of a sort of you can say the commonality between me and her on our uh, adaptability or flexibility so to speak um we of course you know um have lots of uh, uh, you know nuances in the way we deal with people which could be different but that underlying commonality to be flexible i think mm-hmm. that's been a common thread mm-hmm. what uh, shifted uh, to answer your question about has there been a shift i think one of the things that shifted once we went to indonesia actually was strangely you know we got to into a group where uh, we we discovered that there is more to life you know a new dimension so to speak and uh, that's something that i hadn't really experienced till then uh, basically you know this group comes together we talk on a common theme and we discuss and we relate to that in the form of it could be a book or it could be a you know guide or and there and the people are all of a common background so we're not really you know one is senior and one is junior mm-hmm. kind of thing it's 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 a very flat kind of a structure and the group also does you know sort of mini projects which are for others so sure. wow is a sort of a gurukul that's been set up mm-hmm. that is teaching children mm-hmm. uh, 
and people from all over the world where this group is, they fly in and they, they teach these children who are from uh, economically very underprivileged kind of backgrounds. So we flew in a couple of times from uh, Jakarta to India just to spend a week or two with the children uh, right, teaching them. Right, right. That, and these are children in, in some NGOs or, or do, how do you connect with them? What do you... They, they are children who are uh, um, who come together they've uh, come for their uh, actually for their education for their college education mm. but they're also being uh, you know trained on values and skills sure. and being prepared and they're preparing for is in the background okay so, so that's wow. the idea is to really you know make uh, make a difference to our own country mm. give back to the community so that's something that i think as a new dimension started opening up in in our family uh, in both the Puja and I, that started seeping into the children as well. So, you know, they, there was a, a group for the kids where they could go and talk of these values. And um, it's something that we started really uh, realizing that, uh, you know, there is usually there is work, there's personal time, family time, and there's health. Yeah. And then there is this dimension of giving back to the world or to the community or to and actually, in a way, it's giving back to yourself. It's also very closely connected to your own personal journey, which is a space that sort of opened up. And, you know, you would imagine that where do you get the time to do all of this? And I, I imagine, I question myself that, you know, will I be able to do this? Will I end up compromising on something or the other? Because I started reading to the kids, the you know, regularly. And I said, will I end up compromising on time for family or for work? But none of that happened, that happened. And I think that's been the shift in the journey in that stage that I think something that really clicks with you, uh, you make time for. Mm. And the amazing thing is that it doesn't mean that you have to give up on any of the other priorities. Mm. Mm. What, what, what you realize in uh, hindsight is that there are some things that were just fillers, those reduce. And that's, uh, you know, something that really doesn't uh, impact anything which is significant or, you know, it's like that uh, golf balls example yeah. that we had spoken about many, many years yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Those. Yeah. yeah, And then the amazing thing is, is there is always time for coffee with a friend. So this yeah. is... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Anuj, you know, um, what, what you were just saying that it's really about shifting away and what, what I'm picking up as you it's you're moving away from the either or space right if i do this then so it's really a space of abundance and realizing that time will expand because your passion drives it and i think that's what i'm hearing you say to that it's uh there's you don't have to compromise on anything you just have more room yes because you're yes, taking out the yeah absolutely and i think um one of the things that sort of shifts is that you start having a greater, I felt in my experience that you start having a greater worth both for yourself and for people who you come in touch with. Mm. And you start connecting at a sort of deeper level. It's difficult to put into words, but you know, it's like saying um, there are always these metrics that we always measure mm. success by, right? Mm. So, you know, what are you, what kind of a work role are you doing? Mm. What size of business, et cetera, et cetera. So there are these external metrics which are sort of common, understood, and all of us know those metrics, right? right? right. Performance right. metrics, success metrics, et cetera. And then there is something else which is more intrinsic. Mm. Um, it's more 
So sometimes these external metrics can go up and down, right? The results may happen, may not sure. happen. Sometimes sure. you you come across a bad patch and you know some things go down. It could be uh, even to do with your, uh, let's say, workspace. It could be personal space. It could be health. But the inner core is a little deeper and in a way unaffected by all of these things happening on the surface. It's and I, and I think uh, that is what sort of opened up, or you could say that one started getting in touch with that and realized that, you know, when you're, uh, irrespective of what's happening on the surface, mm-hmm. that inner course is all, uh, core is always peaceful. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling that. And I think that's where, when you, when you get in touch with that, then th- that opens up space and time. And uh, it allows you to go out and be yourself. Yes and do what you want to do and it ends up magically or you can say miraculously it doesn't end up compromising on what's important and what's essential right so right that's what i felt and uh, and i feel very very blessed and very very grateful for that kind of a uh, experience uh, it's it's been amazing yeah yeah it's a very powerful reflection anush thank you for sharing that what inspires you i think there are uh, there are, you know, just going back to the point about intrinsic, uh, you know, what I was saying about not measuring, but uh, necessarily, but just being intrinsically being in touch with your core. What really uh, inspires me is something that, you know, when I want to go out and do something or uh, make a difference to somebody, I, I think uh, somebody or uh, let, let's say some project uh, at work as well, I just am driven by uh, that sense of, you know, what I feel resonates internally, right? So which doesn't leave a sense of conflict. Um, the opposite, the corollary is that then when something doesn't resonate with you, it will leave a sense of disturbance or a conflict. Absolutely. And uh, therefore what I, uh, you know, what I've really uh, realized is one is, you know, as part of this group, uh, one of the mentors, so to speak, in the group, the guru, his teachings are amazing, but his teachings are actually very I would say uh, very agnostic to mm. a particular sort of belief system or, you know, they're, they're very, so, you know, it goes all the way from our traditional scriptures mm. to, uh, you know, let's say books and uh, authors like Eckhart Tolle is part mm. of now, or mm-hmm. I was recently reading the, the New Earth, a uh, New mm. Earth. Uh, Great book, yeah. So the amazing thing is that the teachings that he gives are very open open-minded and therefore it it actually in a way is you know exactly what a coach does and what you did <laughs> for yes. me is that you sort of guide the you know the behavior without being too restrictive or too instructive right so you're sort of just making one reflect mm. and to me I think that in itself because it's sort of helped me that inspires me to do more and in a way you know when I uh, I'm doing something like uh, talking to some of my colleagues and some of the team members who are coming back and joining the company or mm-hmm. youngsters. I feel that I owe them, you know, the same, the same journey that, you know, I've got a, le- a helping hand from, let's say, some of my senior colleagues, uh, some of my mentors within the company. And I feel that sense of responsibility and mm-hmm. sense of debt that mm-hmm. I need to pass on mm-hmm. and sort of pay it forward. Right. So I think what clicks with me, if I can pass it on to me, that's inspirational. And that, in a way, you know, creates that sense of direction and 
uh, keeps you connected to that you know sort of you can say the true north yes yeah yeah no absolutely and 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 again um, as you say this it just rings true because obviously this is something that is is your authenticity it's what you believe in and you work with and and i'm sure your team and people that you work with are beneficiaries of that because this openness to to their growth is what people i mean you you can't fake that that you absolutely yeah. and, can. and and you know it's not a one way street yeah. there is so yeah. much that uh, i learned from them and uh, i i i totally resonated with when i heard uh, you know shankar talking about uh, in a, in one of your recent yeah. uh, conversations yeah. about learning from uh, the new team members uh, and you know you're never an expert in every area right like sure. so and especially so when you're put in a new environment like uh, this indonesia opportunity so be it the language the culture i was dependent on some of my colleagues with great experience there mm-hmm. to understand how our uh, you know how a particular behavior is to be interpreted because mm-hmm. you know the cultural differences are always there and you've sure. got to be sort of sensitive to them so you don't want to go by just your mindset of how it would be interpreted yeah. in india yeah. Uh, yeah in a different context you've got to, so you learn from your colleagues all the time and um, there were people like in supply chain or mm-hmm. any other uh, you know um, technical function that you want to make sure that of course while you you learn and as a general manager you want to make sure that you are able to guide them but at the same time if there are certain areas in which they are experts they absolutely you would need to give them not only the space and the empowerment but also be open to learning from them because for the first few months uh, in the role i was absolutely learning a lot more than i was able to you know add back sure. to the team sure but i think that makes it a tighter relationship because yes. they know that you respect them for what what they bring to the table and that makes it an uh, awesome uh, win win uh, you know sort of a journey yeah that's fabulous is there an adage that you live by or say a metaphor for life that you have anojin it can be many it can be whatever yeah <laughs> yeah i i guess you come across so many of them something that i came across uh, recently in that uh, new earth which uh, i think it's very close to where i'm at in my mind space right now in my sort of journey is the is something that uh, jedu krishnamurthy talks about uh, and he I, i think he delivers as a secret of his of his journey to his uh, sort of followers he says uh, i don't mind whatever happens so in a in a very short way he has basically explained that he is at one with everything around him mm. and that you know that whole the the sort of you you suddenly have no sense of conflict right you're completely at calm and at peace and uh, you don't you don't resist and actually i think a lot of our suffering or a lot of our pain usually comes and i it's happened to me and it's happened to it's, it's i i don't claim to live by it all the time sure. I, i think that's something that inspires me it's something that i i look forward to you know uh, living more and more by but i i think the conflict that happens when you try to uh, push either too hard or you resist something or you do despite you know uh, being sort of mentally not at peace with it then somehow or the other it it uh, sort of gets in, gets you into a bit of a turmoil or perturbs yes. you and and that doesn't work mm. so i think in the in the same uh, book when ekhart talks about three levels he talks about and i think mm. it's connected to this which is where he talks about this 
acceptance, enjoyment, and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And he says that just for the first one, acceptance, you know, if if there is something that you can't do much about, but you have to do, it's mm-hmm. it's part of what you do, or you just have to, you're expected to do it. Then unless you can come to a level of at least acceptance, it's not enjoyment. Then uh, if you can't, and he gives a nice example of, uh, you know, you have to, you're coming back from somewhere and the tire goes flat mm-hmm. and it's raining and you've got to replace the wheel. So you've got to do it, right? You just right. got to do it. Right. If, if you start resisting that and you start kicking the wheel and saying, why did it have to go flat right now? <laughs> and, you know, why is it always happening to me? Then you, you've lost it, right? right. So you've got to stop and accept that this is what it is. And then you go, go ahead and do that. Do what you have to do, accept it, and then move on from there. And that's the base level that he sets. And then he mm-hmm. says that, of course, there are lots of things that you enjoy doing, right? That you really find that you're, uh, you're in the flow with. And mm-hmm. uh, this whole concept of flow is something that really yeah. inspires me as well. And, and then there is something that you're really enthusiastic about. You really take it to the next level where you are driven and there is something sort of a milestone that you want to get to. And therefore, this acceptance, enjoyment, and uh, enthusiasm is, to me, uh, quite a credo, sort of, you can say, to be driven or to, to spend our doing aspect of, of life. Sure, and then, sure. of course, there is the whole being, which, being is, aspect, yes. which, is, uh, which is just, <laughs> just incredible. And the, what I understood, and I think what I liked about this whole idea of being and doing is that being doesn't mean that you have to stop or doesn't mean that you have to just sit back and relax. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like that, you know, I remember this uh, story. I'm sure you would have heard this. And I'm, I'm sure uh, many of your uh, viewers would have heard this story about the guy who's the fisherman who's uh, relaxing on his hammock outside his, uh, you know, hot, uh, hut. And uh, this uh, young man, maybe in Alibaba or somewhere, he comes to him. He's a, he's an entrepreneur kind of a guy. And he says, Look, you're uh, you're relaxing. Why are you wasting your time? Why don't you go and catch some more fish? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay, if I do that, what will happen? Mm-hmm. Well, you can uh, you know sell them, and you yeah. can get a, a bigger hut." He says, "Okay, well, if you if I do that, what will happen? Well, then you can uh, get a bigger boat and a bigger mm-hmm. you know trawler, and you can really make it uh, you know make a business uh, out of it, and you can start exporting the fish, etc." And he says, "Okay, after that, what?" And he says, uh, well, after that, you can just sit back and enjoy with all the money that you've earned. And he says, what do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you, you don't want to get caught in the trap of uh, not doing, but you do want to make us, you know, have a sense of balance that doing uh, is not just about, uh, you know, continuously running to catch up with somebody or the other. And in that uh, sense of, uh, sense of only uh, you know meeting uh, you know what others say that should be done yeah. but w- what is it doing to you right what is it doing to me and uh, what I, what is my journey all about my sure. journey therefore uh, you know so th- therefore I, I think in a way I, I don't know if I've ended up confusing you but uh, <laughs> not at all Anush. not at all in fact it's absolutely uh, absolutely true and relevant and then in fact if I was I'm asking you some um, a younger Anuj or maybe the youngsters, the people who are just coming in or um, working now with you, who you are also leading or maybe who have been listening to this conversation. When they are caught up in this rat race and you know, you, when you're 
and it happens to all of us. You know, our yeah. amygdala gets hijacked and we are with it and we just want to you know, go ahead and do whatever to prove that I am, I am good and I'm, how, what will you tell them that'll help them take a pause? What's your? Yeah, I, what I would tell them is that, you know, there, there, is a, there is a sense of sort of a natural pause that is built into our, our life. We cannot run endlessly. We, we are not built like that. We are not, you know, we are not machines that can run for uh, years together, right? So there is a natural pause that comes every day before we go to sleep every morning before before we get into the hurry bari of things every weekend uh, every every quarter if we want to take a break or something so these natural pauses sort of in our work life and in our daily life which are there i would and I, you know I, there was a time when i had artificially set up an alarm during mm-hmm. sort of l- before lunchtime in my thing it it is artificial to begin with but then it becomes a part of your routine so if you if you are getting caught and I was getting caught all the time. So I know that what it feels like, but it may take us a little bit of effort to begin with, but then it later on becomes effortless to be able to pause and yes. just sit back and have your cup of coffee. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And, and be with yourself, you know, if, if, uh, or if you have somebody who's really, who gets you, uh, who totally understands your state of mind, then if you have that, uh, you know, luck of a good luck of a privilege of a good understanding person who you can talk with, talk your mind and who will not add more turmoil to you, but will be able to help you to be at peace and reflect, then yeah, just go ahead and, you know, bake, bake that connect into your journey mm. and go ahead, pick up the phone, call that friend of yours, go have a lunch, breakfast, whatever works. And uh, yeah, I, I would just say that, you know, sometimes we owe it to ourselves, yeah. but we feel that, you know, we are uh, compromising and, you know, while I'm taking that pause, I will end up uh, giving up on something else. But actually, we, the, that's a misconception because that pause is actually going to re-energize us. We know it, we experience it, we do it every day, right, for lunch and okay. And we know that in our younger years, we've uh, probably, I've uh, skipped lunches, et cetera. And mm-hmm. you, know, it, it, you, you get wiser. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then you don't end up uh, doing it continuously. So I'm sure everyone who's in the middle of it, I guess you've got to extrapolate that same thing that you've got to re-energize your, your cells, refresh your mind, set, step back and be able to, actually this whole thing of stepping back mm-hmm. is, is invaluable. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the one thing I would... Uh, I would encourage our friends to do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and, and being with oneself is it? Um, is it? Uh, what does it mean being with oneself? The way I, I see it is, uh, a lot of times uh, our our mind is on a continuous spin, right? Like we uh, physically might be on a treadmill, but the mind mm. is constantly there. Is this chatter, right? There is this mm. self talk mm. which is always going on, right? Mm. So. If we are, uh, you know, if we are not at comfort with being alone, uh, being not lonely, but being alone, being with ourselves, that can be, then we'll always be, you know, we either want to be with people or we want to be in the middle of action. And and that's great because, you know, many of us are built like that. So we may thrive in that in any case, but every now and then, uh, if we are able to come back and have that moment of uh, conversation with myself, but 
which is not necessarily everything about what all is going on what do i have to do not necessarily about the to do list the to do list is very important in our careers we we need to get that done but then there is the pause in the to do list and when we put a question mark and say okay mm. why am i doing this the why question is something that we don't get to very early in our lives and you know if somebody does get to it that's great but if uh, sometime in our lives we will get to it everyone will get to it. and i think that question is to me is the question of being with oneself because those conversations really actually increase our energy and our impact and our uh, you know the what we want to do in a multiplier way versus the incremental extra 15 minutes and what we would have compromised or what we would have saved so i i would really uh, say that being with oneself is a is a boon is a huge it's more powerful than any vaccination we can get <laughs> <laughs> absolutely is there anything you could have done differently anush any and i don't mean it in terms of regrets but you know areas that you feel that nah, maybe this is something and this could be in a manner which is without uh, this there's a course i just did which talks about blameless discernment yeah uh, so sure. is there is there anything you feel that yeah i think you know everything happens for a reason and everything teaches you something right so i i think i'm sure i've done many many mistakes in my career and uh, in my journey um, you know be it at workplace or at home i i think there are uh, many things i could if i reflect back and think of what i would like to change there are many mm. but i think what it does is as you come out of it you hopefully if you're able to uh, you know notice that then you can get better uh, at it but you know what what i would want to change if i could is if i have been you know harsh to someone if i've been rough or you know just push someone too hard or too rough while i i know that uh, you know i i look back and i feel uh, that uh, some of my toughest moments and toughest experiences have made me better at, at mm. what i do uh, but yeah sometimes you end up you know you you don't want to be the person who didn't do it the right way in the, in the way you did it right in sure, the the, sure. the feeling you left somebody else with yeah that's right. you don't want to be um, you, you know you remember uh, uh, as as we as they say right that you remember not uh, what people did to you but how they made you feel exactly. so whenever i've made you know people not feel great that's something and uh, i know there were a few of those if not many in the early part of my career for sure those are things that i would uh, you know not um, feel good about and therefore i if i would be able to change that's what i would want to change but as i said you know i think it's something that you you learn from and therefore you you want to make sure that you move on and uh, you don't do it again and yeah sure. sure your unique lens what do you think or your perspective that is so unique to you anuj what is that what is the gift that you bring to human kind and i believe every individual does something that nobody else can do and what do you think your gift is i i think what i bring uh, and what i feel uh, that you know i i sort of can contribute in my own small way uh, is to encourage uh, folks and my friends and uh, you know people around me my family to just be themselves just simply be themselves and you know the the good comes with the bad the tough and the you know the nervous moments and the excited moments all of that comes together but what what i would just uh, and it's it's uh, the message in that is essentially that 
it's okay this too shall pass and you know let it go kind of a thing because the last thing that you want is to be too caught up and too um, too worried about you know what might happen or to have too many regrets about what did happen i think if you can just be at peace with the current moment just be yourself and that's the one uh, you know uh, thing that i encourage spreading within my conversations with the you know people i speak with and i think that's what i want to live by and i do live by most of the time if not all <laughs> great that's and that's okay. that's 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 great and that's that's so needed no to be able to give people the sense of acceptance of who they are and because exactly. you accept and they can be that much more themselves exactly which is which is, uh, which is so needed in the world uh, because we're so so judging a lot of the times you know just judging yeah. people for what yeah. they're not yeah but there yeah. is so much that they are and you bring that out uh, beautifully um what value do conversations like this have for you you're on your sabbatical right now and so <laughs> obviously very reflective and looking in things and so conversations like this what value does it i i think these are invaluable right because uh, i i remember once we uh, you know in, in at the beginning of this journey in indonesia there was one of the cultural programs that uh, there was a cultural sort of coach there who made us put down our career graph or not career but life graph as a family mm-hmm. uh, put down on a graph and said you know just plot your high points mm-hmm. your some of your low points or anything and you'd never we'd never done that before we'd never put a life on a pa- piece of paper right we mm-hmm. never do that mm-hmm. uh, i think this conversation is a bit like that because mm-hmm. it sort of makes you walk down the memory lane sort of and also down the sort of uh, learnings lane yeah and uh, to me that is uh, invaluable and I, i remember indra nui in one of her uh, uh, messages within the company uh, talked about this about being a lifelong learner mm. and i think you can only be a lifelong learner if you have this uh, opportunity to pause and reflect and i think this conversation is a perfect uh, platform for uh, pausing and reflecting mm-hmm. so thank you so much for setting up this platform because it is invaluable to what you're doing for so many people out there both uh, the speakers and uh, equally importantly all the listeners thank you so much anuj it's always great to get validated i'm really happy for, that you said uh, what you said and, I, and and it's been a pleasure to have you here on on uh, soul brews with me um and is there anything else you'd like to say before we close anything else you'd like to say well i uh, i i will just go back and say what i started off my 21 year old career with pepsico with i used to say it back then uh, my my credo in life back then was be young have fun drink pepsi so that's what i'll say to everyone <laughs> <laughs> great great to hear that <laughs> thank you so much anuj it's been an absolute delight to speak with you and i Likewise. wish you all the very best and i hope the sabbatical is truly truly enriching for you and opens up vistas of what you want to explore going forward all the thank very you so best much. thank you so much ibal thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of soul brews with shiva until next week keep the coffee swirling <laughs>